0: Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. It has been a minute since we've released anything, and I'm not going to lie, it had a lot to do with COVID and the uncertainty around what weddings and celebrations really looked like. We're about a year down the road now, and we have a much better handle on how we can celebrate this momentous occasion in your life uh, through weddings and celebrations and how we can do that safely and still bring our families and communities together. So we are back at it. We have so many new episodes coming up that are are in the pipeline, and I've gotten to talk to some really great people that I think you guys are going to be excited to hear from. But on today's episode, we're talking to my good friend, Barbie Berg, who works in wedding dresses, and she's been in the industry about eight years And in today's episode, we get to hear all about her story and how she got started and how she found weddings, the number one mistake that brides make when trying to shop for their wedding dress, how to find your perfect wedding dress, a timeline for getting your wedding dress, and why you probably shouldn't be renting a wedding dress. I am so excited for today's episode and can't wait to share it with you guys. So stay tuned and we'll get right into the interview. Welcome to the Why Weddings Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding! All right, and we're live. Woohoo! welcome everybody to why weddings I am your host Morgan Powell and I'm so excited to have you guys here and I am so excited about our guest today today we have Barbie Berg she is a modest wedding dress designer but she has worked in the wedding dress market industry however you want to say that for gosh how many years has it been now Barbie I think it's about eight years now working directly in the wedding industry I've always done it on the side but this is my
1: like eight years directly
0: Awesome. I know. I was, I was trying to figure out how long we've known each other and it's probably been about eight years. Yeah, I think so. I think so. so. I can't believe that. I was like, oh my gosh, it feels like just yesterday I met you. Um, <laughs> exactly. And at the same time, it feels like we've been friends forever. So, mm-hmm. so it I, does. I, so I love that. She has most recently been working with Mon Cherie and designing their modest wedding dress line. Her dresses are gorgeous. And so I thought it would be really fun to have her on to talk about some wedding dresses, maybe some trends in the wedding dress market, and some tips, reasons why you maybe might not want to rent a wedding dress, why you would want to buy it, and some things along those lines. So welcome to the podcast, Barbie. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. And we're doing this, I mean, we live only a few blocks away from each other, but because of everything going on, we are doing this via phone call. So a little bit different than the normal format. It'll work out. It'll be just fine. It totally will. Why don't you start by telling our listeners how you got involved in the wedding industry and what your focus has been over the past eight years?
1: So I have been obsessed with weddings since I was about three years old just obsessed. And I was that little girl that would take her mom's nightgowns and I would pin them in different ways to make these beautiful gowns. And in first grade, I like insisted on being a bride for Halloween. And I have just been obsessed for my entire life. So uh, ironically, I didn't ever work in the wedding industry directly until more recently in my life. I actually worked in the medical office field, and then I kind of switched over to the accounting field, which I did for about 13 years. But I loved weddings so much that on the side, I would help plan weddings and be a wedding coordinator and do things like that. Then when I decided to move from Colorado to Utah, that was when I decided to take the plunge and jump really more directly into the wedding industry. And I worked um, for a wedding dress store that was downtown in Salt Lake City. And i worked there for about four years and then after that i got the opportunity to design my own line of dresses for bontari and so it just kind of fell into place and i couldn't be happier like i just absolutely love weddings in the wedding industry
0: that's awesome i i couldn't agree more i love weddings i have been since i can't shoot weddings currently because of um everything going on i've been reminiscing over past clients weddings and it's just making my heart happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. You've always worked in the wedding dress side of things with with weddings officially. Um, I know you had you'd said that you planned some before for friends and I'm assuming family and all of yeah. that good stuff. Um, so what is what are some of the things? Um, we're gonna just jump straight into it. What are some of the things that you saw? brides coming in, having a hard time with in terms of their wedding dress appointments or trying to find the right dress for them? The number one mistake that brides make before going to a wedding dress store is they fall in
1: love with a picture of the dress on the internet or from a magazine. There's nothing wrong with looking on the internet and in magazines to get ideas of what you want, but if you just fall in love and do not have any flexibility in your head for a certain dress, more times than not, it ends up badly. Um, I cannot tell you how many times we were at the store and girls would come in and there was this one dress that was so popular for about three years. And girls would walk in the door every time with a photo of it and we could tell because we work with hundreds of brides. Like we could look at their body shape, we could look at their style we knew how the dress fit exactly what it looked like and we could tell a lot of times in our head that we're like yeah you're not gonna that's not gonna be your dress not that you're not gonna look good in it yeah but that it's just not gonna be your dress because it's also deceitful is not the word that i want to say but when we do our photo shoots for our wedding dresses we put them on models that will make them look the best possible the dresses are clamped in the back they i try not to ever airbrush any of my photos but Uh sometimes they airbrush photos like they want to make the dresses look as perfect as possible and so when it doesn't look like that on your body it can be really heartbreaking to brides so either they're heartbroken and they need to take a break from shopping for a while because that dress doesn't fit them or look the way they want or they just can't get it out of their head even though they've tried it on uh-huh. and they just keep going back to it and going back to it so they can't decide on another dress because they're like no I know this is my dress yeah so that's probably the number one thing I always tell brides is you know skim the internet if you want but do not have a Pinterest board with like that you have spent 50 plus hours looking at dresses it's it's really more of a disservice than anything
0: I, I couldn't agree more and I mean just shopping in general, I not even for your wedding dress. I find that I have to try things on and there are things mm-hmm. that I would like I hate them on the hanger and I go I would never wear that. But somebody would say, "No, just try it on. Just see how it looks." And they become my favorite pieces of clothing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All the time. And so, I mean, I can only imagine something as big as a wedding dress, kind of the same thing. Well, and even even working You know everybody wants that shot of their wedding dress hanging on the hanger you know in the doorway Mm -hmm. or wherever it happens to be and they just not all of them look really beautiful i mean it's not that they're ugly but they just there's nothing special about them until they are put on a body
1: exactly exactly and we kind of have a joke because in my specialty i design modest wedding dresses so they're for more religious girls that want a little bit more coverage and let me tell you, modest wedding dresses on a hanger look horrible. Yes, they just look frumpy and they look old ladyish. And but once you put them on a body, they're magic. Yeah. And so that's what I tell girls: is I can't tell you how many times if you hate a dress on the hanger, you're probably going to love it on your body.
0: I love that. My sister had the opposite reaction where she went in um, and she she had fallen in love with a dress online. And we went to every other store before going to the store that it was from because my mom was Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to spend that first of all. And let's see if you can find something else. And she just, she loved this dress. It turned out being her wedding dress and she did like, it was the perfect dress for her and she still to this day loves it, but Mm -hmm. that's definitely the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And so Absolutely. So I mean, I I think part of the fun too, like I knew when I was getting married that I was I was ninety percent certain that I was gonna have it custom made by a friend of mine who does it and and so I knew I probably wasn't going to be buying a dress or ordering it from a designer. I still went and tried on dresses because Yeah. (laughs) Because I think that's part of being the bride. It is. It's an Experience. it's a
1: memory to have and honestly I really recommend that I, I do not endorse mm-hmm. buying a dress off the internet that you have never tried on or anything for a wedding dress I don't but it's really just such a good idea you have to go try on every different style of dress before you decide because I love the look of a trumpet slash fit and flare dress but huh? guess what looks horrible on me a trumpet slash fit and flare dress and so if I insisted on buying one of those I would have been heartbroken right I say it as if I'm married I am NOT married <laughs> but I have tried on a lot of wedding dresses in my day so yeah so it's you have to be realistic also about what looks good on you and how we can make this dress make you look the best as possible on your wedding day
0: yeah so what are some of the things if I know that's the number one is like go in without uh, Uh, like hard and fast vision in mind, Mm -hmm. but what are some of the other things? Is it helpful to have two or three maybe different types of dresses and say, Hey, I like this. And, and I always tell couples when talking about photography, figure out why you are drawn to that picture. Do you like the colors? Are you liking the pose? Do you like Mm -hmm. the emotion? Um, And I would say the same thing about dresses. Like what, what's drawing you to that dress? yes and in fact
1: it's even better to go in with say 10 photos and be like these are the dresses that I kept going back to because as a stylist the person that works there they're gonna know their inventory like the back of their hand Uh and they're gonna glance at those dresses and be like oh every single one of these is the same silhouette or every single one of these has the same neckline or same lace or this or that so we're gonna be able to get so much more out of that rather than you just coming in with one photo saying, this is it yeah
0: awesome No, that's, that's great advice. I, I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that. We, I also always tell people, I'm like, once you find it, stop looking. So if you have found your dress, stop looking at wedding dresses. Just stop Stop looking. And the way I talk to girls about it is I
1: kind of relate it to finding your fiance, Mm -hmm. that when you found your fiance and you got engaged, did you keep dating? And they're like, well, no, of course not. (laughs) And for a while there, I kept hearing from stores for the last two years that they're like, these girls will come in. They will stand on that pedestal in a dress. They're crying. Their mom is crying. They are having a moment. They're saying this is the dress. And then they change back into their clothes and they go, hey, we're going to keep shopping. And we go, well, why? And they said, well, I just want to see what else is out there. And I have other appointments. And then they get confused. And then they forget. And then they, it's not it's not in your best interest Exactly, you may be perfect point once you find it stop shopping
0: you can make a huge check mark off your list of something to do right be done with it well and wedding dresses I mean it's been a while since I've been on that side of things but I mean they can take some time to get in right yeah so yes. like what's the average for I mean assuming the the shop doesn't have it in the back in their size by some miracle and they have to order it in, like what's kind of the timeline that girls should be looking at roughly?
1: So when, in my specialty with modest wedding dresses, because they're for religious girls, they have much faster engagements, like the average is three months, but that doesn't mean the factory is making the dresses any faster. What it means is the manufacturer is gonna try to keep a few pieces on hand to have those ready. But a factory, the soonest, the quickest they can make it at a normal pace is going to be anywhere between 12 and 18 weeks. And most ask for six months. The reason is because people kind of forget, like, well, why would it take so long to make a dress? Well, there's hundreds of orders in front of yours. Mm -hmm. That's something that they kind of forget that there's a lot of other brides out there. And so there's hundreds of other orders before yours. And so you need to take that time. Now, if you have a really... Quick timeline. Call and ask the store beforehand, and let them know. Say, "Hey, I'm getting married in this much time." Because some stores do not carry samples that you can buy in any way, shape, or form. But some stores definitely do. And I am a big proponent of the small, small business rather than larger. I always tell people, "I'm like avoid David's Bridal. Yes, go to a smaller store. Keep the business there." but call them in advance because some specialize in that. And some have hundreds of dresses for you to choose from that you can walk out with. Right. So it just kind of depends. But if you are engaged for a year, go shopping right away. Like that first couple months, that's the best time to do it because getting that marked off your list is huge.
0: It is. Well, and I always, Mm -hmm. I, when I talk to couples, I always say, you know, your pictures are important because that's how you'll remember the day. Your Mm -hmm. DJ is important because that's what's going to set the mood for the day. And your dress is important because that's how you're going to look for the rest of your memories on the day. Like, so it, to me, I always say that's not the time to try something new. If you are not a like sparkle and diamond kind of girl, do not put sparkles on your wedding dress and Mm -hmm. go like full beaded that because you're going to look at your pictures and you're going to hate them. And you're going to go, I don't know why I don't like them. But it's because it's not you. I can't tell you how many times brides go, oh, well, I always wear my hair down, but I wanted to wear my hair up for my wedding. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why? You don't look like you because you never wear your hair up (laughs) and vice versa. (laughs) You know, I I never wear my hair down. So no, I think that's, that's a great thing. I, I remember my mom saying when she got married many years ago, many, many years ago, um, that when she went in they asked her her wedding date and and they said you can't even look at this side of the store like don't don't even go over there because there's no way we can get those dresses in for you definitely that's something that people just don't think about is like let me
1: tell you if you watch say yes to the dress and you watch them go into kleinfelds and say my wedding's in three months they get this look of panic on their face because it is so hard to get a dress that quickly it's almost impossible.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it is. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, I don't know how many of my listeners have ever sewed clothing before, but it is not a fast process. No. And especially something as intricate as a ball gown, because that's, you know, a wedding dress is the equivalent of a ball gown. There are several layers. It's expensive fabric, usually, or, you know, it's you're working with silks and and really, delicate fabrics laces all of that kind of stuff there are things that can only be done by hand like you can't do it on a machine you have to do it by hand and if you've ever sat at a at a table trying to sew by hand you know sequins on or something like that you know how much time it takes yeah to do that this is not just oh I'm running down to the store to to get that it it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of expertise and then i mean on top of that so you it takes a lot to make the dress but then you have to alter it to fit your body correct so i mean correct and that can add time on especially depending on if you're going through the store's tailor or if you have your own tailor um or seamstress that can add time on as well mm-hmm. So all, all things that you need to consider when going to shop for your wedding dress.
1: Yeah, so with timeline, the other thing, it's very popular in Mormon or LDS weddings that the girl wants to have bridals or even formals done beforehand where they do the first look and they do everything. And, and a lot of times they want them printed in at their reception. Well, uh-huh. so I used to ask girls that would come in the store and say, okay, what's your wedding? And they'd say, oh, it's March 30th. And I'd say, okay, are you going to do bridal? And they'd say, oh, yeah, I am. And say it's January 15th and their wedding's March 30th. And we'd say, oh, great, when are your bridals? I cannot tell you how many times. They'd say, oh, February 2nd uh-huh. or something along those lines because they almost forget. So it's like you can't tell us, you don't want to be telling them your final date. You want to tell them the date that you need the dress. Right. So...
0: Well, and that's, that's something that's very important that is that's something that I don't think a lot of brides think about mm-hmm. because even when I talk to couples and we're talking photography timelines and I go hey so if we want to do bridals if you want them I can get them to you I mean we can do them two days before the wedding I've done that
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not a big deal but if you want them to be printed we need more time than that you know right <laughs> I mean yeah I, I In all honesty i can do that you're just gonna pay for it but exactly exactly (laughs) you know because i got to take them home and get them edited and you got to decide and we (laughs) got to print them and i mean there's a lot of moving parts there but yeah it is you you if you're doing bridals or formals you do need it before your wedding day yeah so and from personal experience i would not recommend getting your wedding dress the day before your wedding i think i got mine mine was finished two days before and mm-hmm. i was panicking just a little bit thinking i wasn't gonna oh yeah have a, a wedding dress <laughs> it's good to get it at least a week before just that so you have it it's ready
1: you've tried it on again to make sure that there's not a problem
0: yeah yeah so the other thing with brides that we talk about a lot on here is everybody is trying to be cost effective and save money and not go overboard on a event that happens once in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen a large surge of people who are buying dresses either off of like Facebook marketplace or they're renting wedding dresses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And since you've been in that arena more than I have, I mean I've seen some that turned out really beautiful and you go, wow, okay, that worked. And I've seen others that just don't really look like they fit the bride and she's just kind of uncomfortable all day and constantly tugging at things. So what would you say to somebody who is thinking about renting their wedding dress?
1: So renting is hard for me because I think it limits your choices and I think people are also... Misinformed about the cost of a wedding dress and the cost of renting a dress. I think a lot of people watch "Say Yes to the Dress" and see people go in with a fifteen thousand dollar budget and say, "There's no way I can afford that. Of course, I'm going to rent." When in truth, that is not what most people spend. Most people spend thousand dollars and under, and a lot of stores will cater to that. Probably ninety percent of the stores cater to that that price point. People don't understand that renting a dress costs at least $500 normally. So you're not really saving a ton of money. Um, The other reason is, so let's take my line of work, where I specialize in modest wedding dresses. Now, modest wedding dresses, while we have what feels like a very big community in the scope of things, it's actually quite small.
0: Yes. And
1: so say a regular wedding dress company would sell say, let's say 20,000 of a single dress, a single style in a year, where a modest dress will sell maybe 500. And so we're looking at just a fraction, a fraction of those. Now the factories and the companies that we work for need to make money. They need to keep busy. And the modest market does not have the kind of volume that's going to keep them happy. So what's happening is I see these rental companies popping up. Well, that's great. I understand that people want to rent, but if people, especially modest people, decide to stop buying wedding dresses and everybody goes to renting, what that means is that we don't make our factory minimum. And that means that our that we end up getting our lines canceled and they start disappearing. What's going to happen then is in five years, there will be no new modest wedding dresses to purchase because everybody like the sales started going down so much and all you're going to have is five year old wedding dresses plus that's it that's all that's going to be available that just breaks my heart i know because we're here and we work hard because we respect and care about this community so much but i think people are under this illusion of like it'll always be there and that's great when in truth it's not we're constantly fighting for it constantly trying to get it there So we've actually kind of started a movement that we're calling invest in your standards where if you truly want to be dressing modestly and stuff, we need you to support the vendors. We need you to support the the shops. We need you to support the designers and actually spend a little bit of money to get a dress because that's the only way that it's going to safeguard it for everyone else and for future generations. Otherwise, we're going to disappear and it just breaks my heart
0: well and once you so, disappear it's really hard to resurrect it i mean it's it, it'd be really hard to get it to come back once mm-hmm. it's i mean to use the animal kingdom term once you extinct it you can't bring it back <laughs> it's, yeah you know i mean because they're gonna say well we've never had a market for it yep they're so, gonna say it's not worth our money because it costs a lot of money to put into
1: advertising and photo shoots and things like that that people don't think about most people just look at it and say well this dress probably only costs this much to make well that may be true where you're actually probably very misinformed about the amount but there's also more things that go into it shipping and all of these things that you kind of don't think about right and so but then going back to say renting versus buying and things like that when you're looking at savings 200 300 400 dollars in the long run from getting this perfect dress that you absolutely adore that is the dress of your dreams as opposed to you know kind of cutting corners and renting a dress that wasn't the dress of your dreams. in the long run 20 30 years from now 300 means nothing
0: really it means
1: absolutely nothing
0: well and that's the thing like i mm -hmm. said before is if you don't feel beautiful on your wedding day, if you feel uncomfortable in any way, shape or form, it's gonna show in your pictures. And when you're looking at them every single year or however often you pull them out and your kids are asking to see them and your grandkids, all you'll remember is I didn't get the dress that I loved or it didn't fit right or whatever it was that you were feeling on that day if you're not 100% comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely true. and. I have two members of my extended
1: family that both got married 23 years ago and their mothers had them wear, it's so funny, they both had them wear their aunt's dress because they wanted to save money and they're like, oh, it fits. Let me tell you, these dresses were bad. And because of that, neither of these women have ever displayed a wedding photo in their home because they hated the dress. And I, I think back to that and I'm like, You know, people kind of talk about the other line that I would hear all the time in the store was, well, I can't justify spending money on something that I only wear for one day. Okay, I see where you're coming from that, but let's look at the flip side of it. This is the most important garment you will wear in your life. Like this is the one piece of clothing. And yes, while you only wear it for one day, you will look at pictures of it for the rest of your life. And as you said, if you did not feel amazing, you're not going to love them. And you're always going to remember that. I actually did a church activity where I came and spoke to the girls about modesty. And one of the mothers that was there, she got married 25 years ago. And she came up to me and she said, I still remember vividly the dress I wanted. And we didn't get it because it was $200 more than I wanted to spend. And I still regret it to this day. Wow. And I can't tell you how many times I hear that from people. And so when I was a wedding planner, one of the things that became so evident was people overspend on food at their weddings like crazy. Amen. Especially if you're, yes. And there's <laughs> always too much left and you're spending a fortune. And so I tell people, I said, look at your food budget and cut it down by a fourth. And you take that extra money and put it towards your dress or your photographer because those are the two things that matter most.
0: Amen. No
1: one, no one is going to remember what they ate. No one is going to remember you know, how it was displayed, all they're going to remember is, oh yeah, I think there was food there. And then you're going to remember, yeah, we had enough food to feed an army leftover.
0: Cut down on your food. Well, and something that we always ask people when we're talking to couples about their music and and what their wedding day is going to look like, we say, what do you want people to remember from your wedding? Now, if you're a five-star chef getting married, you probably want people to remember that the food was really great. But... With that being the exception to the rule, most people that we talk to say, we want them to say that they had a really fun time. We want them to remember mm-hmm. the dance party. We want them to be touched by our vows. We want them to you know, remember that we had had this love and community on the day. And while that's done through food, I couldn't agree more that people overspend on food. And especially mm-hmm. in certain communities, where they're kind of more DIY, and they're trying to do it themselves. Um, I was talking to somebody else, in fact, on one of our other episodes, and she was saying her dad, they did not hire a bartender for their wedding. And her dad Mm -hmm. went and got the alcohol. And of course he doesn't want to run out of alcohol. And so he way, way, way overbought the amount of wine and hard liquor Mm -hmm. that they would ever need for, and she had a large, what? she had like a 300 person wedding. So this was not Mm -hmm. a small event, but he way overbought and they ended up spending more because of that. And so one of the things that we've talked about is hire your professionals. Like sometimes it will actually save you money in the long run instead of just going, okay, we have 500 people that are gonna show up and like drive through basically to say hi to us, grab their plate and go. And I think we need this, and I think we need that. Talk to a caterer because it might end Correct. up being more cost effective to you. And then you can you can put that that money that you thought was going to go towards food, you can put it towards your photographer, your dress, um, hair and makeup. You know anything mm-hmm. that you were thinking? Oh, I'm going to have to scrimp here. Exactly. Like people
1: are putting the focus of their budgets on the wrong things. So we'll go back to talking about. Renting your dress. Yes. Now, one of the other reasons that I have for encouraging people to buy their dress is a lot of people say, "Well, why would I buy it? What am I going to do with it afterwards?" I have two things that I want to bring up. I know so many women that let their daughters play in their wedding dress, like as they're growing up, and it is some of their most amazing, cherished memories that they've ever had. Oh, that's so that, sweet. And it's so sweet and so cute, and it's and to me, that's worth it. Then the other thing that I've seen that's becoming a new trend is they take their wedding dress and they have a seamstress cut it up and they turn it into a baby blessing dress and baptismal dresses for their children. Oh, that's So that they have, yeah, they have this additional reason. And how much more sentimental is it? Because the vast majority of people are not going to wear their mother's wedding dress. We've learned that. We know that that's not what's happening. Right. But to repurpose it in that way, is so much more meaningful and again just to save a few hundred dollars right now my personal main reason for not renting a wedding dress is this is the most important garment you're ever going to wear you do not know who has been in that dress before and you don't know what they've done in it like i hate to be crude but i know way too many people that have had sex in their wedding dress between the ceremony and the reception yep way too many Uh
0: uh-huh and
1: Thinking about that, I'm like, I don't care how well you've cleaned that dress. I don't want to be in a dress that someone else has had sex in. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we, I hear stories from stores, and so I will share one story with you. Now, keep in mind, this is a very rare occurrence. I'm not trying to badmouth anyone, but it just goes to point to my my point that you don't know what happens in the garment before you get it. So there was a store that... Um, had a friend who decided to rent her wedding dress. And the day of her wedding, she started getting a rash. And it was anywhere that the dress touched. By the end of the night, it was so bad, they had to take her to the emergency room and they had to admit her. And she was covered in this horrible rash. So they go overnight, they call the rental company and say, did you use a specific cleaner? What happened? And they went down their cleaning list. They said, no, this is what we cleaned it in. It's, it's perfectly normal. She's not allergic to any of that. So they just could not figure out because it was anywhere that this dress touched a rash came. So finally, the rental company called the previous customer and said, did you do anything different in this dress? Well, they did not know that the dress was not actually being used for a bride. What it turned out to be used for was they were dressing a dead body for it for an open casket service. (sighs)
0: what had why? happened. Why? I have so I know. many questions. And that's
1: the main question we all ask is why? <laughs> why on earth? We don't know. I don't know the details to that side of it. But what had happened is when you embalm a body, their body floats, they put in formaldehyde. And a lot of times that can start to come out the pores with like, you know, it just comes out a little bit. And uh-huh. what had happened was it had soaked into the dress and the girl got formaldehyde poisoning. Oh and that's gosh. why the bride ended up in the hospital. Wow! So even the rental company didn't know what the dress was being used for, because why would they ask? Like, oh. why would you say, are you putting a dead body in this dress? Why well, would
0: you ask that? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that would never enter my mind to be like, what are you, no. what, what purpose is this? Like, you would just assume that a live person was going to be wearing it. Correct. Or- <laughs> Well, yeah. the, the other thing about renting a dress, because my sister, we had looked at renting a dress as well. And if she was going to have to rent the dress in order to do the bridal formal session. We only did bridals mm. with her. But she was going to have to rent the dress twice. And, you know, she didn't want to keep it because we were going to do it like a month early. She didn't want to have yeah. to rent it for an entire month. So she was going to have to rent it for the bridal session take mm-hmm. get back. They were going to like... We have to alter it for whoever else wore it in the interim, and then she was going to wear rent it and wear it again for the wedding day. And by the time they did that, my mom was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense financially Mm -hmm. speaking." So, you know, I mean, it really can be a a cost-effective to just Mm -hmm. buy it, (laughs) even though you do wear it, it. even though you only wear it once. But if you if you do it. There, there's a lot of ways to to get around wearing it once you know I I've seen people mm-hmm. first of all you get your bridles done in it and yep. and or formals so there's another time and then I know people who every year on their anniversary they wear their wedding dress all day mm-hmm. they cook in it they clean in it they sometimes it <laughs> zips up sometimes it doesn't like and it's just a reminder that on that day that's what they wore however many yep. years ago which i think is a really sweet sentiment
1: it is i absolutely love it and and i know i have very romantic feelings towards dresses but i see too many people who regret it going like years later yeah that it's just not worth it get the dress that you love Mm -hmm. and don't get the dress i i also see too many girls that are like well i don't know my mom thinks the hem looks weird because it's a different material and they end up getting it and they keep thinking about this other dress get
0: the dress that you want it's your wedding yes well that's the other thing that I have said so many times and I can't I feel like I'm a broken record but I'm gonna say it every single episode is this is your wedding have the wedding that you want now I understand that there are people who are are contributing to paying for it and have Mm -hmm. opinions and there's all kinds of variables, but at the end of the day, it's your wedding. It's your wedding. And sometimes it's more important to keep the peace than to have your way, but I don't think your dress is one of those times. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) No. It's like you're the one who has to wear it. You are the one who has to wear it. And so you better love it. It's so true. I mean, I can remember I I loved my finished wedding dress. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was perfect and it was totally me. Um, mm-hmm. But my skirt was originally a different skirt. It was a different material, different length, different cut. It was a completely different skirt. And this was a probably about two weeks before my wedding. And when I tried it on, I hated it. Mm. And like, to the point where I came home and I cried because I just hated it so much. And it wasn't the seamstress's fault at all. She had done exactly what I had told her what I wanted. Like we had sketched it out, in my head it looked a certain way and it just, the fabric with the, the bodice, the skirt fabric with the bodice fabric just didn't work. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. And the same day that I tried that dress on was the day that Russ got his suit and he had had a custom suit made and he loved his suit. And I was so scared that I was going to hate my wedding dress while he loved what he was in. And we were going to have these pictures that like he looked great and I felt like I looked awful and, and not like myself at all.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And like I said, it all worked out, but I, I got my wedding dress two days before I got married. And I was so stressed out that day going, okay, if I don't like this, I don't have another option. Like Mm -hmm. this is it. So I was very grateful that it all worked out. And I did. I loved my wedding dress. Oh, it was so cute. But it it definitely was stressful. (laughs) So if you can, (laughs) if you can like avoid that amount of stress, I would highly recommend it. But I did what, you know. We, we do here in Utah and I had a super short engagement and I mean, people pretty much didn't know that I was dating somebody until I was married. Yeah. Yeah. But it is one of those things where if you feel gorgeous on your wedding day, then your pictures are just going to be amazing. And the thing is, is when I look at my wedding pictures and maybe this is, is funny, but like, I don't look at the dress because I know that I felt gorgeous and beautiful in it. And so I can see the emotion of the day. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I was uncomfortable in the dress, I know that's all I would see instead of seeing us, my husband and I seeing each other for the first time and having that moment and, and all of the emotions, it would have been, I hated this or I didn't like that. exactly. And so I like to tell couple couples and specifically brides, I'm like, if it's if it's right, it's just like some icing. But if it's wrong, it's really wrong. Mhm.
1: Like it just yep.
0: is not going to be good. So And you'll remember it forever. You will. You will. Yep. Everybody in in podcast land, we've all agreed that we're going to shop for our wedding dresses as soon as we get engaged. And we're going to not necessarily rent them because you don't know what's happened in them prior. And, and we've talked a little bit about how to go about buying your dress, but what are some of the trends that we're seeing in the wedding industry um, for dresses? What is popular? Because I know a few years ago, like the boho lace thing was totally in, um, mm-hmm. but what are we seeing? What are the trends? What are the silhouettes that we're seeing? coming up for the next probably couple of seasons it seems weddings run in like two or three seasons to me mm-hmm. <laughs> so what yeah are, so boho is still
1: in um not as hardcore boho like there's a little bit more like you can go full on looks like from the 70s flower crown all of that that seems to be tapering out okay um but lace is still in It's but saying that is what's really on the horizon and has started to come in with, you know, a fierceness. Um, Meghan Markle's dress is a good example. That is what has started ushering in. Girls are liking the more simplistic look. They like the more minimalist look, where it's more about the shape and Mm -hmm. the style than any other detail. So that's what we're seeing the vast majority of girls asking for right now is crates and jerseys
0: and you know, charmeuse and things like that, that have no embellishments on them. They're just these beautiful gowns. Oh, that's stunning. And I've seen a few of those and they are just stunning. And you really let the accessories sing. And so the veil and, you know, statement necklaces and, and stuff like that is what I've seen. It's true. That's exactly what it is. And cathedral veils have come in with
1: just a vengeance right now because of that plainness and girls are liking a plain cathedral veil they don't even want a ton some girls want some wing and lace on it but most of them want this plain just very classic look it's a very Audrey Hepburn feel and
0: it's just a classic timeless look that I'm excited we're kind of moving into oh me too me too I'm really excited about that I I mean I love a good sparkle I love a good beading but that just really beautiful, plain silhouette. Mm -hmm. Because if it's the right silhouette, the bridal just looks stunning. And you get to- And I always tell people too, I go, there is a joy and an excitement that comes on your wedding day that you cannot fake and you can't practice and you can't dress rehearsal it because it's just there for a bride. And so to have a dress that really complements the bride's personality as opposed to competing with it to some extent, I'm excited about. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like she wears the dress, the dress doesn't wear her.
1: That's very much the trend.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm so excited. I know I've (laughs) I've got a couple of brides coming up this year, a couple who have had to alter their plans but i'm excited to see what what dresses they choose as we as we get nearer to their their wedding days Mm -hmm. any other last tips tricks trends anything that you would say to a bride who's looking for her wedding dress you know just another reiteration of go to those smaller stores
1: You know, avoid the big chains if possible. Mm -hmm. Go to these smaller stores. They know what they're talking about. They have been in this business for a long time. Um, Know your budget before you go, or at least a good broad area of your budget. Um, Some people used to come in and really lowball the budget, Mm -hmm. thinking that they were going to, you know, bypass some sort of system that we're trying to trick them. When in truth, what they were doing was they were eliminating a lot of the dresses they would have liked because we had a very strong rule of you don't put people in dresses over their budget because we don't want girls crying and sad. So be honest with your budget and let them know up front. Timeline and budget and they will find you something. Trust your stylist. They know these dresses and they know bodies. So they can tell you what you're going to look absolutely fantastic in. And more than likely, they're going to bring you a few dresses on a hanger that you go, wow, I hate those. And more than likely,
0: you're going to end up loving them. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast and spending a few minutes chatting. I could talk dresses with you all day long.
1: (laughs) I could talk dresses all day long too, anytime.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely have to have you back on, hopefully, when we're more in the swing of getting to go into stores and I I will say kind of as a side note of what's going on right now I'm hoping that maybe somebody's listening to this and they have no idea what I'm talking about or they're like oh yeah that happened forever ago but I've seen a lot of stores are doing appointments only and only having one customer in their shop at a time just That's to right. really um, really make sure that everybody's health is taken into consideration And, you know, so that's also something that we're having to to consider right now that has never been the case before. I mean, I know a lot of shops have done appointments only, but they're pretty strict now about how many guests you can have and like not bringing a whole entourage, which we didn't talk about that. But that's always something that I say is be very careful about the number of people that you take with you to shop for your wedding dress. Mm -hmm. Because... I mean, we've all watched, you know, Say Yes to the Dress and they have that one friend who's in the bridal party that's like, you look hideous in that, I hate it. And it just crushes the bride.
1: Every- and people think that it's set up for the show. They're like, people don't act like that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. And moms act like that. And moms, I've seen moms tell their daughters they look fat. And I've seen girls try to take over appointments. And so yep. think about who you actually even want with you. Don't worry about hurting someone's feelings think about what you need in a support system
0: yes yes because and and that's not to say that i mean you need people who are going to be honest with you because i remember when my sister when we went shopping with her specifically i only have one sister who's been married besides me and so we went with her and and you needed somebody to say nope this is not your dress like it's not that you you don't look good or anything like that. But like, no, this is not your dress. It's not it. Don't even, don't even look at it. Like it's not worth Mm -hmm. it. So you need somebody who will be honest with you, but not mean to you. Yes. Correct. Caring and loving, but
1: also just watch, watch the bride's face because there have been times that we put brides in dresses in dresses that we didn't love them in, but that bride glowed.
0: Yeah. And you could tell from her face that's her dress, and I'm like, it doesn't matter what we think, right. it matters what she thinks. Amen. Amen. It is the brides. Mm-hmm. This is what you're you're wearing as a bride. It should be something that you love, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Let your mom, Aunt Sally, whoever talk smack behind your back. I have a yep. I have an opinion about that, but that's for a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, let them do that as long as you feel gorgeous and you love the way you look, then it's your dress. And that's all that matters. Amen to that. So with that, we are going to say goodbye because, like I said, we could just keep on talking and circling around. But um, I think the biggest things, you know, find something that you absolutely love. And like we've talked about before, You know, let let the idea of what your wedding's supposed to look like go a little bit. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can have expectations, but really, I mean, we did a whole episode on mourning what your wedding looks like because it rarely goes according to plan, a hundred percent. And so, as you can kind of let those things go, it makes it makes your wedding day that much better because you're not stressing about all of the little details. And same thing Mm -hmm. with your dress. And if you got nothing else, when you find your dress, stop looking. Yes. Amen. Just (laughs) stop looking. When you find it, stop. So thank you again, Barbie. It's been so nice to chat with you. And Thank you so much, my friend. And we will talk to the rest of you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at morgan at whyweddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Why Weddings. Subscribe to Why Weddings, traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple on Stitcher Radio, Google, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're currently listening so you never miss an episode. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Muscape Studios.